Welcome to Entertaining a Conversation, the podcast where we always entertain conversations about things that are entertaining. I'm your host, Mr. Sir. Guys, thank you so much for joining me once again for another episode of this glorious, glorious podcast. I, If I'm being honest with you guys, I almost uh, gave up today doing this podcast. Reason being is, uh, well, well, obviously you guys know I haven't been in the best um, of spirits recently, if you've listened to my last podcast. And in the best health either, I've had, <laughs> had like seasonal allergies for what seemed, for what seems to be two months at this time, at this point, uh, and I, I don't, I don't do depression very well, and it's it's what's been going on recently. But uh, mainly the main reason why, and I'm sorry for the noises in the back, the main reason why I wanted to um, not do this podcast this week is because honestly there wasn't that much to talk about. Um, I. There was the Nintendo movie that was announced. I wanted to talk about that. Then there was the Tragedy of Macbeth trailer that I wanted to come up. But there, I didn't have any reviews for you. I don't have any reviews for you guys this week. Um, I haven't had a chance to see De- Dear Evan Hansen yet. Um, but uh, but yeah, also like you know, I I needed um, I needed to assess whether or not I needed some some time off. And uh, and and I and I realized in the end that this is my therapy. This is how I. Uh, let go so talking to you guys about movies is is an honor is something i truly sorry about that truly enjoy doing and so i'm going to bring you the news this week there was gonna there's gonna be no sponsors there's going to be no um nothing no music nothing this is going to be a um full-on me bearing my soul to you guys uh honestly it's just because there isn't that much to talk about so we're just gonna do it's gonna be a quick one um Thank you for joining me. Uh, just to let you guys know, I will be on vacation um, for uh, for Thanksgiving. So uh, Monday, um, October 11th, there will be no episode dropping. So there's going to be one dropping next week on the 4th, and then on the 11th, I'm going to take a week off. I need some time off to rest. So, uh, and I have a day off at work, so I'm going to use that three-day weekend to rest, and I'll be back the week after uh, with a very loaded special episode of the podcast because it's october and everybody knows october is going to um it's going to be very busy on in the movie world i mean i'm i'm taking the week off the day the the the, the couple days just a couple days three days after that no time to die is releasing so uh so we'll have a lot to we'll have a lot to talk about when i get back but i am taking the 11th of october off and i wanted to let you guys know uh so let's just dive right into it let's not waste any time uh first of all i want to say rest in peace to melvin van peebles he's a, a, a an iconic uh director uh he was also an actor he died he was 89 years old his uh his movie sweet uh sweet back back ah, sweet sweet back's badass song is a uh classic of uh black exploitation movies it's one that pioneered the genre it's uh it's a it's a it's a, ma- it's a master it's a, it's a masterpiece in a lot of ways. And uh, he was an important filmmaker. His son, uh, Mario Van Peebles, is also an actor. Um, so rest in peace, sir. And thank you for everything that you've done. Uh, so let's, write the, uh, let's go right to the, the good news here. Uh, the, tra- the, the, uh, the Tragedy of Macbeth, uh, the new Joel Cohen movie, uh, starring Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand, based on the story on the Shakespearean story of Macbeth is uh, that they, they released a trailer and honestly it looks uh, different than what I expected I don't think that anybody expected a four three 
you know the, the aspect ratio the square you know when you're looking at a movie and it's a square frame so it's a 4-3 I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League or even The Lighthouse a couple of years ago but it's just you know the movie is just one big square with two black bars on each side uh, and that's that's what we had here with the tragedy of Macbeth I did not expect that movie to look like that I did not expect the movie to look black and white either this honestly looked and I'm gonna be honest with you this looked like a David Lowery movie I don't know if it's me that ha that just saw the Green Knight recently, but this looks like David Lowry who directed the Green Knight and who directed a Ghost Story. This looks like one of his movies. It doesn't look like a like a Coen Brothers movie, but uh, but I feel like that movie could uh, come from underneath and 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 swipe and, and swap all the. Um, and get you know get all the Oscars. I think like it, should, it could could like come from underneath and surprise everybody. Um, Denzel Washington is a proven you know Oscar winning actor. Francis McDormand as well. Joel Cohen is no stranger to directing movies that are Oscar worthy. Uh, no Country for Old Men, Fargo, uh, True Grit, all of these films. Uh, so I think this is a masterpiece in the in, in the making. I. I, I I think it's very strange that the Cohen brothers are well in this case Joel Cohen is adapting Shakespeare. I feel like that's very very interesting, but um, but I feel like this could be a serious contender at the Oscars. I I would even go as far as saying this might be the contender at the Oscars. Um, yeah, very excited for the tragedy of Macbeth. I believe it comes out in um, in November. Who would have thunk one day that the who would have thought one day that the Cohen brothers would have a movie produced by A24 starring Denzel Washington? Like that's just and Francis McDormand. That's just crazy to me. We live in a really weird timeline. But I'm all for it. Uh in another bit of news, Marvel is suing to keep rights to certain Avengers characters including uh I believe Spider-Man, uh Hawkeye, Doctor Strange and a couple of them. Um I would feel very bad for Marvel if they lost the rights to Spider-Man again because they've basically built the entire Phase 4 around Spider-Man and around Doctor Strange too in, in some in some respects but mostly around you know uh, Peter Parker becoming the new Tony Stark uh, after Endgame so I would be I feel really bad if they lost the rights to, to Spider-Man but I feel like Marvel at this point are I feel like the brand Marvel is bigger than any of the heroes that they have and so I feel like they could legitimately, whoever doesn't get retained in the lawsuit, they could just make a, a crew with all the heroes that are still there after, and they would keep cranking out tickets like it like like it's nobody's business. I feel like Marvel has is bulletproof at this point, and even if they do lose, and I feel like it would it would definitely suck for for them to lose the rights to all these characters. But I feel like at the same time we. My apologies. I feel like we, um, I feel like Marvel can get a can 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 do anything at this point. So I'm not really worried. And and honestly, there's no, uh, there's no telling whether or not Marvel might. You know, maybe Marvel's gonna win this, and we're never going to have to hear about it again. But if they don't, I think they're gonna be okay. I don't know if you agree with me. I know they're I know they're a big piece of, um, of the MCU and especially Spider Man. But I I don't know. I feel like they'll be okay. They just released Shang-Chi, and Shang-Chi is, nobody knew who he was, 
nobody knew who the character was and it's right now the highest grossing movie at the pandemic box office since the pandemic started it's the strongest movie yet uh in the u.s that is at least so um so you know i think marvel is going to be just fine I, I truly think they are uh there's a new poster that was released for uh scott derrickson's new movie called black phone or the black phone it stars ethan hawk last time these guys made a movie together scott derrickson is a master master horror filmmaker um he directed uh sinister with ethan hawk which i think is one of these and i'm not the only one that thinks that i think it's one of the scariest movies that have ever been made ever uh and i think they even ran a, a study on it where like the movie that gets people to like have their hearts beat faster and have their palms sweating and everything the most i is sinister i feel like it's they, they've conducted a test and sinister has been rendered the scariest movie of all time so the director of that movie and the the star actor of that movie are collaborating again to make this movie called the black phone which is a movie about a kid that gets kidnapped and gets put into a room uh and then out of nowhere uh, and the phone's not working and out of nowhere the phone just starts ringing and it's the kidnappers past victims calling the kid which i don't know i feel like it's very i feel like it's it's setting the it's setting the stage for something very very scary i trust these two i honestly after sinister and i don't need more than sinister to to convince myself i think scott derrickson is a great filmmaker he 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 did doctor strange he also made the doctor strange film for marvel so he's very very versatile in uh his filmmaking so i don't know i feel like he can adapt any story and uh get it right so i'm really very really excited for that really excited for anything he does and then it has ethan hawk who one is a collaborator is a previous collaborator of his which is always good news my apologies and also he's one of my favorite actors i think ethan hawk is one of the most underrated actors in the world and uh anything he does is, is fantastic so i'm really excited to see that uh on to the big news you probably have heard about this but nintendo announced that they were making a new super mario brothers movie and um the cast is is interesting to say the very least uh so it, it they announced that chris pratt is going to play mar is going to voice because it's an anim animated movie he's going to vo voice ah, jesus i'm having a hard time today chris pratt is going to voice mario in the super mario brothers animated movie uh along with chris pratt they also cast anya taylor joy as princess peach they cast charlie day as luigi <laughs> they cast they cast jack black as bowser <laughs> this seems like a fever dream they cast keegan michael key as toad and they can <laughs> and they cast seth rogan as donkey kong among others uh they have to th this has to be a um i'm not gonna say this has to be a joke because it definitely isn't i feel like this has to be the the tone of this film will have to be comedic in some way shape or form have you ever m imagined seth rogan playing donkey kong like donkey kong is i'm not gonna say scary he isn't scary but he has like he has like king kong type of 
roar, you know, like, oh, you know, like, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing such a poor impersonation of it. Jesus. I'm making myself laugh, which is good. I hope I'm making you guys laugh, too. But, you know, like, I, I can't picture Donkey Kong just, like, pounding his chest and going, <laughs> like, Seth Rogen type of laugh, you know? I just, I don't know. this. And Charlie Day, you know, like, Charlie Day is Charlie in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and he's the character from Horrible Bosses. Like, that's who he is. He's this erratic, um, high-pitched voice, funny type of character. And, and, like, Luigi's none of that. Like, he has a high-pitched voice, sure, but he's brave, he's cool. And, you know, he doesn't sound like a total... <laughs> he doesn't sound like someone who always keeps complaining and gets frustrated all the time like Charlie does. And I don't know. And Jack Black, like Jack Black as Bowser. Just picture that. Just picture that for two seconds. Like Jack Black <laughs> has the big, mean Bowser. It's just... It has to be a joke. It has to be fun. And Chris Pratt as Mario is, is hilarious. Like, this is just funny. Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach, I feel, is, is the only one that fits. Like, yeah, sure. I see her playing Peach. I just... I don't... Like, I just don't... I don't know. I don't... You know... Like I said, like, Donkey Kong doing Seth Rogen's laugh and, like, Luigi being Charlie Day and Bowser being jack black like i just don't know I, I feel like it makes no sense but i feel like the tone of this movie will probably be a lot more comedic than we're expected and i think it, i think it has the potential to be good you know why i think it has the potential to be good because it's different they could have been they they to, to, to my to, to the defense of you know like i'm playing devil's advocate against my own argument here they should they they could have easily cast you know good they they could have actually made excellent casting you know like they should have, they could have taken serious actors instead of comedic actors and put them in these roles but they didn't and the reason they didn't is because they're probably trying to make something different something people are not expecting and i feel like when you're trying when you're at least trying to do something unexpected different fresh even if it's based on previous material if you're putting in a spin on it and you're making it different you're making it fresh i feel like you have a you have something that has a chance of breaking through so i feel like this could be the worst movie ever made or it could be the best animated movie ever made uh, as well and uh i i don't i don't want to i don't want to throw uh, the jury's still out on that one i don't want to i don't want to I don't want to formulate an opinion. I think it's hilarious. I think that reading that out loud is, is funny as hell. I just don't know what to make of it. And I think we I think we should all wait and see what happens with that. Um, and I think it's going to be a comedic animated movie, like I said. I don't think they're going to go for Super Smash Brothers Melee type of storyline, you know, where everybody beats each other up. I think it's going to be a funny movie. And I think it will... I think I think that the fact that like I said I think the fact that it's different gives it a gives it a chance of succeeding. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh James Bond news. Um No Time to Die is releasing in 2 weeks. My my good friends in about a week and a half actually. And uh the the pre-sales uh for tickets are are big are the biggest in the UK since Avengers Endgame. So this is uh um, uh, Shang-Chi, you got some competition, my friend. I don't know that, um, I don't know that No Time to Die is not going to be the biggest movie this year. I think it will be. It has to be. It's been delayed for two years at this point. I, I think that No Time to Die is going to do very, very well at the box office. 
and um, and yeah, I'm excited to see it. No point in really telling you guys more, much more of that. You guys know how excited I am for No Time to Die. You guys know how excited I am for the month of October. My God, let's take a, a couple minutes to discuss this. In October, we're already we're getting the new the many and not the new the many Saints of New Work. We're getting Venom this week. We are getting um, No Time to Die. We're getting Dune. We're getting the French Dispatch. We're getting Halloween Kills. We're getting Last Night in Soho. We're getting Antlers. We're getting so many movies in October, guys. I'm, I'm, I don't know that I can contain myself anymore. I've been telling many people, including my own family members, how I was hoping I could go to bed one day and wake up in October. And now that it's, now that it's here, I can't. I like I don't. I don't know what to do. I can't contain myself. Really, really excited. We'll see what happens with uh, No Time to Die, but I'm pretty sure it's going to set records at the box office, and I'm pretty sure it's going to do better than Shang-Chi. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Kevin Bacon has been cast in a Blumhouse horror film set at a gay conversion camp, th- uh, gay conversion therapy camp. My apologies. Um, th- I don't think there's... As far as human things go, I don't think there's such a thing that's more horrific than concentration or constant or conversion gay conversion camps not that they're the same thing but i i think that the idea that uh gay conversion therapy exists is, is abhorrent and uh in terms of taking a concept that's already scary that's already that's already frightening i feel like the uh and i'm not saying this to offend anyone obviously well you know if you're if you're homophobic maybe you know don't listen to this podcast and please gently fuck off but if you um if you take things that are at at their core very scary like the fact that gay conversion therapy exists the fact that there are people so um uncomfortable with the idea that people might not be sexually attracted to people of the other sex is, is just it's frightening to me the people the, the the idea that people are willing to go as far as as creating conversion therapy like to creating ways to try to quote unquote take the gayness out of people like that's just crazy that and that's how people speak you know they, 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 people think that that being homosexual is a is well obviously people think that it's a sin some people think that it's a sin but some people think that it's um demonic almost some people think that it's 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 um evil inside of them which is which is ridiculous and i feel like that i feel like that's that's just a scary thing on its own just the idea that some people would think that way so people would go as far as trying to exercise them and gay conversion therapy to make them not gay anymore like that's just that's just crazy to me that's crazy think about it think about it like you know like just the idea that people spend so much time resources money energy on changing the way people who have nothing to do with them are is crazy it's it's insane it's 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 crazy so uh yeah again if you're a homophobic please fuck off and don't i do not want you as one of my listeners I, just, I guess what I want to say is um, a horror film set at a gay conversion therapy camp is, is genius because there isn't 
there isn't something as scary like they're just taking something that's already scary uh, and I feel like that's a, a, a great recipe to make a good horror movie. And I feel like, um, obviously, you're not. We're not going to convince. They're not. This movie's not going to convince anyone uh, that's that's into gay conversion therapy ideas or anything. I don't. I don't think that's the point. I think the point is, um, <clears throat> perhaps, may, perhaps to those who don't know just exactly what's going on between, on, between those uh, behind those doors, you know, just maybe to, maybe to try to maybe try to relate how horrific it truly is i don't know but i i know that horror movies that are set in 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 settings that are already scary to human beings like if you know like in 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 a grounded human way this is a very very scary concept and the fact that they're rooting a horror movie that has the potential of adding a bunch of supernatural or um uh, paranormal things to it I feel like s starting off in something as scary as scary and as horrific as a gay conversion therapy is a great idea and I think Kevin Bacon is a fantastic actor I think Kevin Bacon is he played a he played in a film called The Woodsman who Kevin Bacon plays the role of a um, child molester who has to reinvent his life and he, it's a really ballsy ballsy role to take on and um and kevin bacon did it and i and i feel like there's no i don't think there's a better actor than kevin bacon at interpreting someone who is uh either evil or crooked like I, there are some people who definitely there are some actors who are definitely great at playing the villain like mark strong for instance mark, his name comes to mind um you know alan rickman for instance, was great. He was also good at playing the the, the good guy. But you know, there there are good there are a lot of good actors to play the villain. I think Kevin Bacon is 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 one of them. And uh, a, a horror movie with that great of a talent set in that horrific of a setting, I think I think that I think this is going to be awesome. And uh, for for all the wrong reasons, obviously. And I think that it's going to be a I think it's going to be a, a, a truly truly horrific film. And produced by Blum, by Blumhouse, who are you know geniuses at creating uh, a lot with the smallest budgets ever. I feel like this is a really good fit. I can I, I'm I'm. It sounds wrong of me to say this, but I'm excited to see where this goes. I really am. Uh, so Netflix. Moving on to Netflix, we got a couple of news from Netflix. Well, first of all, they they held their first uh, interactive fan event called Tudum, which honestly I didn't know what Tudum meant. Until I realized that when you open Netflix, the, the when you turn it on, the first noise that you hear is tudum, which you know now it made sense. And 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 I know I'm explaining this to you guys, and you guys probably have figured this out before I did. So uh, yeah, well, you guys are just so smart, aren't you? Huh? You guys are just so smart and so cool because you figured that out. It took me a while, okay, but I figured it out. Damn it, I did. Tudum. So they did, so they did the whole Tudum thing and uh, they teased a whole bunch of things. Uh, Netflix, uh, well they they released the Stranger Things season four teaser. Uh, they released uh, they released a clip from the new season of Bridgerton. They announced uh, Tiger King season two. Uh, they had a trailer for The Witcher season two. They had a trailer for uh, Ozark season four. They had us. Uh, uh, they, they they gave us a look at Gaiman's uh, the Sandman um, series. I believe it's a series. Yeah. So we we 
got a first peek at the Sandman TV series. Uh, we got a scene from Red Notice, the movie that they're releasing at the end of the year with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot, the uh, spy-slash-comedy type film. Uh, they released a move. They released a trailer for Army of Thieves, which is a prequel to Army of the Dead that released this year. But it's only a prequel. Um, it, it, Army of Thieves is th th there's no zombies, so it takes place before the zombies. So it's just a bunch of people cracking safes. Should be fun. Uh, actually, I don't think so. But whatever, we'll see. Uh, they also uh, released a teaser for Extraction Two. Uh, the first Extraction movie came out last year with Chris Hemsworth. Uh, the, uh, sorry, produced by the Russo brothers. Uh, and it, 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 it was very, very popular on Netflix last year. So they're releasing a sequel to it. Uh, they're also releasing season two of Emily in Paris. Uh, and they also announced uh, Enola Holmes 2. Um, among other things. I, and I know I'm forgetting a, a lot of things here. But they announced a whole bunch of things. Um, and, uh, and all those things sound, you know, mildly exciting. I'm, I'm excited for, uh, Red Notice more than anything, because I like, I like all three of those, uh, all three of these actors, and I'm also really excited for Stranger Things Season 4. Uh, I haven't watched Ozark yet, but I heard it's great, so Season 4 is probably gonna be done by the time I start watching, because I have just, have so many things to watch, but yeah. And, uh, let's not forget Netflix is releasing a couple movies, at the end of this year as well they're releasing the harder they fall uh which is a western with um regina king and idris elba and uh, jonathan majors um i believe that's releasing in october or november uh, and i believe they're, uh, they're they're relying heavily on that film to be their uh oscar contender so we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens with that they're also releasing don't look up uh, which is a movie with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, Kate Blanchett, Ariana Grande, Kid Cudi. They have like a stacked stack cast. That movie about the two uh, astrophysicists who discovered that uh, there's a meteor coming straight to Earth and the President of the United States, played by Meryl Streep, don't believe them. It's a movie directed by Adam McKay, who also directed such comedy classics as uh, Step Brothers, Anchorman, but also some really, really grounded movies like Vice and uh, The Big Short. So I'm really, really excited to see Don't Look Up. I think it's my most anticipated Netflix project this year. Uh, yeah, so Netflix is going to end the year strong, and I think they're going to. Uh, I, I I think they're going to do. Um, they they they're probably going to have at least one or two bangers at the end of this year, um, like they always do. So I'm really excited to see what they do. And uh, Netflix also made a really big move that kind of went under the radar this week, but they acquired, they didn't license, they bought, they bought the rights to all of Roald Dahl's classic children's book, books, uh, sorry. So uh, that includes, you know, James and the Giant Peach, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Matilda, The Witches, Fantastic Mr. Fox, the BFG, and many more. So all of these properties now belong to Netflix. I don't know what they plan to do with these. I, f I believe I read that they have 19 TV shows and movies uh, in the works. I don't know if it's 19. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's 19. Um, honestly, I'm kind of bummed out that they're going to do something else with Fantastic Mr. Fox because I think Wes Anderson did an amazing job with that project. Um, 
Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, well, you know, I don't know how many more of these we can get. Matilda was also great when I was a kid, so I don't know. I'm not sure where they're... I'm not sure what this is going to do for them. The BFG needs some more work, so maybe... I feel like the BFG is a movie... And granted, that movie was directed by Steven Spielberg, so... Uh, you, you know, like, I, I probably shouldn't complain, but Steven Spielberg did not make that movie what it should have been, and that sounds crazy to say, but he, he truly didn't, and I feel like, I feel like the BFG might be served better under Netflix for the simple reason that that might be a story worth telling over many episodes instead of in one long movie. Um, I, I, you know, if they if they do a TV series with the BFG, maybe based like on six or eight episodes, uh, I feel like they, I feel like they have something. So that, yes, but the rest, I don't know what that does for them guys. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what Netflix is doing. Netflix is, is a company that they, they are known for taking chances and spending a, 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 a <laughs> spending a, a, I already cursed on this podcast. Fuck it. They already, they already spent a shit ton of money on projects on, on projects that may or may not take off you know like they were the ones who gambled on the Irishman uh, they're the ones who gamble on many projects that are expensive and you know people they take a lot of chances they take a lot of chances they do a lot of gambles uh, so I don't I, I don't know what Netflix is doing I don't know what their strategy is I don't know what this roll doll children's books thing is going to give them but i guess we'll see and and i guess we'll um i guess we'll see what what happens with these these properties i just i, I wouldn't hold my breath honestly but all the all the stuff all the other stuff is exciting i mean the stranger things season four um the sandman trailer looks really really cool red notice looks fun uh enola holmes the first one was great really excited uh bridgerton is a is a cash cow for them tiger king as well ozark as well the witcher as well so those are all properties that are getting um new seasons um so so that that's that has to be good financially for them so i guess that give th those properties alone probably give them the right to uh, take chances on rolled all tr children books adaptations <laughs> i guess we'll see we'll see what I'm, I'm keeping an open mind as i do with everything but uh, i don't know this just seems weird to me uh, on to the last little bit of news. Uh, they, um, the uh, person who composed the score, the lady who comp composed the score for Loki, uh, Nat Natalie Holt, is going to compose the score for HBO Max's Bad Girl, Bad Girl film. The score in Loki is excellent. For those who haven't watched Loki, I haven't watched the whole thing yet, and I know I'm loafing on that, but, you know, things happen. And... Um, the, the score the score in Loki is fantastic it's one of the bright spots in the series so I'm really uh, I, I think I think her getting work is I think Natalie Holt getting work is, is a good thing uh, they already announced who was going to play bad girl in this film um, I don't remember who it's that girl from in the heights isn't it uh, uh, what's her name what's her name what's her name give me a second I'm gonna pull it up you guys are probably like so frustrated right now listening to me because you probably know who it is leslie grace leslie grace that's who it is i'm so sorry and apparently jk simmons is in talks to be in there too um leslie grace is in, is going to be in the bad girl film it's an hbo max ex exclusive so it's uh it's going to be an hbo max movie um and yeah the, her getting a score 
job on this is is uh, Natalie Holt getting a score job on this is great. Excited to see where that goes. And last but not least, the last little bit of news and probably the weirdest that I have for you guys today. They are developing a sequel to the film Twins. Uh, if you don't know what I'm referring to when I say the film Twins, it's uh, you probably know what I'm referring to, uh, but you're probably not processing it. Um, they... They are making a sequel to Twins. Twins is the movie... <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry, I lost it, my train of thought. Twins is the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito from the 80s or 90s. And they're making a new movie. They're making a sequel called Triplets. And it's going to star Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, and Tracy Morgan. That's a fun little comedy trio. And apparently they're, they're bringing Ivan Reitman. Isn't Ivan Reitman... I'm, so, I'm really sorry to say this. Isn't he dead? No, he isn't. He's 74 years old. Dude's still making films. Why didn't he make the new uh, Ghostbuster film? Maybe he just maybe he was just a consultant on it, giving like tips to his son, uh, Jason Reitman. But okay, 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 cool. So Ivan Reitman's making a new movie. Uh, it's a sequel to his own film, Twins. Uh, so he he's doing the sequel and he is bringing in Tracy Morgan. That's interesting. That's interesting. I feel like out of the last projects that Arnold took in, uh, took up, you know, if you look at the the Expandables, or if you look at that lame Terminator reboot. Um, I feel like I honestly feel like this is the movie that has the most chances of of bringing him back. To um, I I feel like this is the movie that has the be the best chance of bringing him back to the mainstream in the best way possible. I don't like the other movies got like the Expendables, for instance, or the Terminator films. They didn't get they didn't get a lot of attention. Um, I mean, they did, but not for the right reasons, and they didn't. If I'm not mistaken, they didn't do very well at the box office. And uh, many people think maybe Arnold is past his prime at this point. So I feel like the twins, I feel like a comedy with Danny DeVito, with the original director reprising, and with Tracy Morgan, who um, maybe people don't give him the credit that is due to him, but he's a comedic genius. And I think I think this has, the, this has more so the potential of helping Arnold... This has more the potential of helping Arnold's career than the past projects, than the last projects that he's taken on. And I'm sorry I'm having so much, pro so many problems, so many, many issues talking today. I don't know what's going on. Like I said, like I'm, I'm a bit, my brain's a bit foggy these days. But, uh, but yeah. So that's that's what I wanted to say. So I feel like this movie, the Triplets film, has a better chance at helping Arnold's career out than what he's done recently. And I think. Anytime we get a chance to see Danny DeVito and Tracy Morgan on the big screen is a blessing. Um, so it's a weird bit of news, but now that I'm reflecting back on it, I think that might pay off. And I'm excited to see where it goes. And that's it, my friends. So uh, just to end the podcast on a um, on a, a different note, I guess, on a marketing note, on a promotional note. I am uh, encouraging you to please follow me on Instagram. I know I haven't been posting much on it. Like I said, uh, depression is a little hard on me and I don't do it very well. So I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I'm, I'm working on it. I should see more things appear on my social media uh, in, the in the next couple of days. So please follow me at Entertaining a Conversation on Instagram. I also always share news too that I haven't stopped doing at all. So you can 
see all the latest news and all the latest coolest stuff uh, in the movie business and in the and the world of uh, Hollywood and filmmaking. Uh, so at entertaining your conversation on Instagram at Mr. Sir Pod 94 on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow me on Facebook, my page at entertaining your conversation with Mr. Sir. It is the name of the podcast. You can also find this podcast uh, wherever you you're, you get your podcast. And I am assuming you know that because you're listening to it right now. Uh, so please just share the podcast, like, subscribe, tell your friends about it. Uh, thank you for encouraging me week in and week out. Next week, we'll be back with uh, reviews for Dear Evan Hansen. We'll be back with reviews for um, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, and potentially also a review for The Many Saints of Newark. I haven't decided yet if I wanted to see that because I have not seen The Sopranos, and I feel like that movie will be better after I've seen the series. But regardless, I'll have a couple more reviews for you guys, maybe of old movies because I'll be watching much more than, than two movies this week. So uh, thank you. Thank you for being a part of this once again. Thank you for uh, thank you for coming on to this journey with me. I appreciate your support as always. And I will talk to you again next week. Have a good day. Thank you. <laughs>